when I saw the video, I started cracking up because it reminded me of two things. That guy in college, you know that guy who's always like, where's my hug? Oh like, my God. <laughs> like, oh, that just did something to me. <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard that You're line like, in so long. Yeah, the where's my hug out guy. And I was just oh. like, oh gosh. And I feel like he was kind of looking for someone. And I just immediately thought of that man from college. Mm. I was just like, I don't know, it's not here. <laughs> You and welcome to the 91st presented by Adobe, the Women's World Cup show that believes in retaliation. What? <laughs> it's like, damn, that's a strong start. I don't even know if she read this yet. Sleep with one eye open. Is, are these my, these are, this Those is are your me. words. You wrote that. For my line. Yeah, you wrote that. What is this from? Crazy thing for you what to What have I retaliated? It's not wrong, but I'm just curious who knew that. Well, I'm Midge Purse. And I'm Katie Nolan. Uh, on today's episode, Midge is going to find out what we're saying. Uh, we look at the first two quarterfinals, Netherlands versus Spain and Japan versus Sweden. Then we're going to be joined by USA legend Brandy Chastain to talk about what comes next for the U.S. team. But we got to start with the genesis for that sleep with one eye open line. It's smack talk because that's how we came into the first match. Oh. Spain versus Netherlands. <laughs> I knew it would click eventually. Uh, the final was 2-1 in extra time. This was the game that was scheduled early so that the U.S. viewers could presumably watch. Instead, for all the fans in Spain and the Netherlands, it was 3 a.m. local. So that had to be a fun experience. It's tough. But the headlines going into this one, very U.S.-centric, because on Thursday, Lyneth Bierenstein made some comments that got the internet a buzz after the U.S.'s exit. Here were her words. Quote, from the first moment I heard they were out, I was just like, yes, bye. From the start of the tournament, they had really big mouths and were already talking about the final. I was thinking you first have to show it on the pitch before you talk. Don't start to talk about something that is far away. I hope they will learn from that, end quote. Uh, maybe Lyneth was too focused on the USA and not focused enough on Spain because ultimately, well, she's going to eat those words. Let's talk about it, Midge. That was an interesting moment she chose. Right. <laughs> why, um, if you can give us the, a little insight into an athlete's mind, why would she, what was the purpose? What a weird time to have chosen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to me, that's something that I would, if I felt that way, I, I would be talking about it in the locker room. Like, yeah. oh, good, they were doing all this X, Y, Z, but it's not really a press moment, in my opinion. But she took it. And what was even more interesting is that, in my opinion, from what I've consumed on social media, I don't really consume that much social media, when U.S. players were talking about the finals, they were asked about it right. by the media. Yeah, You know, the storyline of a three-peat, never been done before, are you excited, like, are you ready? That has all been created, that narrative from the media. It's not like people were just, Alex Morgan was just like, can't wait for the finals, just coming out. And I feel like a lot of their answers in those situations were like, we're just focused on the next match. I don't think that they necessarily were like, yeah, we're already looking ahead and wondering who we're gonna face. Yeah, it didn't, It her, it, it shocked me. I was surprised. And then, you know, it's, sports are tough, man. They are tough. That, you, that's why you don't do it, because you never know what's going to happen. And I just think Sydney, Miss LaRue, stop it. She, she is so funny. She, uh, when I first did my, I think it was my first time interviewing the women's national team, anybody from the team, Sydney was one of them. And I was so terrified of her. Why? Because she's just so intimidating. I find her really? to be so, yes, because she's just this like 
I don't know. She's just like strong and gorgeous and incredibly talented. Yeah, she's a I just remember being like, uh, oh, I'm I, sorry I'm not I, cool enough to talk to you. Sid cracks me up. Yeah, she rules. And I could just hear her, her reaction to reading it. I know she said, BFFR. <laughs> I know that's her first reaction. And then she went on because she said, what did she say? Now you're by two. Yeah, she said, one thing we've learned is wait to talk uh, trash until after you're on the podium with a gold medal because now dot 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 you're by two now sydney <laughs> she didn't have to this do is her that. this is her stirring that pot no she didn't stir, she didn't stir the pot she picked up the pot and yeah she and threw, threw it, it back <laughs> yeah true hilarious love love it from sid the kid sid the kid yeah i'm telling you this is a hockey fan in disguise she doesn't know it but she is uh what's the moral of the story here karma no, I don't believe in karma. I think the moral of the story is don't be contradictory. I mean, yeah. you're talking about, I mean, I, I don't even, do I need to explain the contradiction? No, yeah, no. it's it's pretty apparent. Uh, are you a smack talker or a sweet talker? What's your approach? Hmm. It depends on the context. Yeah, see, for me, I um, <laughs> I don't start it. I rarely start it because of this exact reason. Because if mm. you start it and then you don't finish, then you look silly. But if somebody starts it with me and then I can shut them up and say something back to them, mm. I rarely have the uh, personal strength to resist doing that. Okay. I, I have to do it. We might be similar. In general, I have a personality that tends to take things too far. Mm. So <laughs> I try mm. I try not to smack talk because I will take it too far. Yeah, and then you'll go, oh, looking back on it. Yeah, I well, let the moment get to me. Yeah, publicly I'll be like, I don't care. And then behind closed doors, I'll be like, yeah, I probably shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. That was that was, was a little low. I'm just glad you've never smack talked to me because I would not be able to handle it. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the actual game now, a few of the biggest moments. It was a, a wild game, as we said before. Uh, there were a couple, there was an open goal in the third minute that uh, Spain's Esther missed. Uh, and then they hit the post twice in the 18th minute. Uh, Esther then scored in the 36th, and then VAR took back the goal. It was They were offside by a few inches. How does that feel when you're playing and you have these moments that you miss? Is that defeating? Yes, it happened to me in CONCACAF. Uh, who were we playing? I got a goal called back. I was heartbroken. <laughs> it sucks. Like, I did it. It went in. It, Give it to me. It Honestly, it makes it hard to celebrate because it feels kind of traumatic when you celebrate a goal Oof. and then they take it back. Oof. And I found myself late, like in later times, before you just feel that euphoria, you just check the sideline. Like you're looking for that flag. And then you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. It's, which it's is lit. funny because it like <laughs> takes you out of the moment, which is the whole point of the celebration is to get like lost in the joy of it. That's no, it's really sucks. hard. It's really hard, but that sucked for them, but they played really well. Yeah. They were good. They were good in the first half, good in the second half, good in extra time. Um, the crazy moment for me was that they didn't call the PK. Mm, the penalty in the 60th minute? Yes. Yeah, so Bierenstein went down uh, with a push in the box. Late whistle by the ref for a penalty, goes to VAR, the penalty is called back. What were your thoughts? Was that a penalty for you? My thoughts are that if that was outside of the box, in the run of play, she would have blown her whistle and she would have called it a foul and given it to the other team. And I I get really upset as a forward, obviously, I'm a forward sympathizer. Mm -hmm. I get upset when fouls in the box have to be 
so glaringly obvious and so harsh and so aggressive. Like, do I need to bleed right. for you to, to call? Is it really that necessary? Must her spike be in my stomach for this to be a PK? And so for me, it was a PK and I was frustrated to see that called back. And you think it's just because they don't want to be the ref that gives away a PK that could easily be converted and then they've controlled essentially the outcome of the game. You think they're just like overly cautious? It's, it's yeah, it's an unspoken rule. I, I get it in the sense that you don't want to change a game so drastically with a goal, with a penalty kick, especially at this stage at the World Cup with something minor, with something small. But this is very black and white to me. I'm a very, I see things very black and white. It's yeah. a PK. She's very <laughs> forward, forward. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, so it stayed scoreless until the 77th minute. Then Vanderhart extends her arm out across, barely inside the box, concedes a penalty for a handball. That was wild. Yeah. Yeah. Because she did it on purpose, I thought. Did it look like to you it was on purpose? I mean, yes, but I don't know. So I default oh, to your opinion. It, it looked like one of those, like, reflexes. She's like, that, which is weird because, you know, it's football. <laughs> I think about this all the time, though, when I watch soccer, is I'm like, you do, do you uncondition your body from having any reflex involving your hands and does that affect you in your day-to-day -day life a thousand percent i had to unlearn going like this and now i go, i like put my arms behind my back but in like real life like regular life things where you would normally reach your hand oh, out no. do you like no, no. accidentally find yourself because muscle memory no well it would have been an interesting answer as a center back success. you'd think <laughs> she yeah. would not do she wouldn't do that even crazier than her putting her hand out was the fact that she got moved from center back two up top and scored a banger yeah not a normal goal it wasn't a tap in it wasn't you know a center back rising above the rest you know solid header she struck that ball from far out of the 18 side netting it was so beautiful one touch boom zipped in i said who i was like who did that yeah <laughs> and then i was like wow for your country poetic too yeah that it was you know her and it was in the 91st minute right after they had just given them what 14 minutes 12 minutes of extra it was so much time I know and then right away they took care of it the so. extra time's hard yeah because did you do you watch the men's world cup sometimes if I'm feeling bored <laughs> in the men's world cup they had similar just super super long extra times it was I think one game had like 17 minutes oh yeah of extra time it's and the I, VAR right that's why yeah but yeah. no but I'm telling you I'm telling you as of, no one wants to be out there <laughs> It's crazy. It's like an it's like another it's insane. Overtime. Yeah. It's insane. So when I saw I was also kind of sleepy, but when I saw that they had so many it was like minutes midnight? of extra time, I was like, please no, don't let this go into pens. And it didn't. I was rooting for pens because I like pens when it's not my team, because then it's exciting as opposed to being stressful uh, yes. uh and then of course that's this is when Bierenstein uh missed two open shots on goal. Thoughts and prayers to her. And then after Berenstein's second miss, 19-year-old, uh, I like the way you say it better than the way I say it. Paralueo. Paralueo uh, got the ball on a counterattack and buried it. That was the latest game winner. It was the 111th minute scored in Women's World Cup history. And the final score was 2-1 Spain. Fantastic goal. Little scissor at the top of the box, fake right, push left, little touch, get it out from under your feet, slots it right. Yeah, mm. it was gorgeous. Mm. Good on her. Another big part of this match was that the Netherlands were missing, of course, their star player, Von de Donk, as she had accumulated two yellow cards, which brings us, Midge, to the stat of the show. 
It's now time for the stat of the show, presented by Adobe Express. Today's stat is 11. 11 yellow card suspensions have occurred so far. Wow. (laughs) Throughout the 23 Women's World Cup. That's a lot. And I say that not because it's written in the stat of the show, but because because that is is a lot. It is a lot. 11? That's a whole team. Yeah. We should go over, I guess, the the two yellow card rule. The rule states that upon receiving a second yellow card at any point in the tournament before the quarterfinals, the player is suspended for the subsequent match. Uh, Single yellow cards are canceled after the quarterfinals, meaning no player can be suspended for the World Cup final due to a yellow card accumulation. For example, if a player received their first yellow card of the tournament in the quarterfinals, they would enter the semifinals with a clean slate. Even if that same player received another yellow card in the semifinals, they would not be suspended for the final. Uh, obviously, Van de Donk being out for the Netherlands was a huge deal. Same thing happened with Rose Lavelle. And Spain will be missing Hernandez, a key defender for them in the next match. I, that seems confusing with the thing we just said about it resetting, but it, it's because she got them before they went into, like once the quarterfinals was over. So they're missing her for the next game. Uh, in the Spain-Netherlands broadcast midge, uh, Ali Wagner and JP Della Camera both said that the two yellow card suspension is too harsh and they think the rule should be changed uh, because two yellows across the first five games of the tournament is a very tough standard. How do you feel about that? I agree. I think they should be reset after the group stage. I think you should be able to get two, I don't know, three. <laughs> I think I think they should be reset. To miss a whole game for two yellows across five, what is it, five games? Yeah, especially when there are when it kind of comes down to just like the ref's discretion, when there have been yellow cards that we've seen that maybe weren't warranted. For sure. I think what I would say is that it's not as simple as just increasing the number of yellow cards you can get. It's one of those things where I think the entire system of yellow cards and of refing and of checking it should be altered so that this doesn't happen. Because missing 11 players is insane. Hmm. I think you should be able to repeal yellow cards Because I think if there was a system where Rose's yellow card was reviewed, I don't think a group or a panel or board of refs, certified refs, look at that and say, yeah, that's a yellow. She's out. So I think things need to be looked at. The whole process needs to be looked at. Kind of like, you know, when you look at economic policies. I was going to (laughs) say. The answer is never as simple as like, yeah, just increase the number of games. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, it's reform. Yeah. (laughs) We've got to reform. We've got to throw the whole thing out, start over. Katie. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I get it. I know we're generationally different, Midge, but I'm on the same page with you. I'm young. I'm hip. Midge, tell me about the stat of the show. Well, the stat of the show was made with Adobe Express. Adobe tools are fun and easy for everyone. Adobe Express makes it easy to flex your creativity through its all-in-one editor to make your own content, including TikTok videos, reels, flyers, and so much more. Join the Adobe Express beta now by going to express.adobe.com. Okay, the other game, Sweden 2, Japan 1. I mean, honestly, I say I'm rooting for someone and then... So, cool. Uh, Sweden are good, actually? Everyone... So, the U.S. (laughs) Break it down, Mitch. Okay, everyone was talking about the U.S. and how bad they looked in group stage and all that stuff. And then you heard people who actually played in World Cup talk about how you have to grow into the tournament. Mm-hmm. And I think Sweden is a good example of ta- of seeing a team grow into the tournament. That performance they gave was so good and no one expected them to control the game for 75 minutes like they did against Japan. I just, yeah, testimony. Do you think that, not to 
you know, say that we did it. But do you think that like a win like that over the United States is like gives you a little bit of fuel? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think they're well aware that they can win the entire tournament. And everyone's talking about it. This is going to be a winner who has never won before. And I think every team is going to be thinking, why not us? Why not Sweden? You're welcome, Sweden. Uh, they scored in the 31st minute. It was 1-0. It was on a set piece, a ball bouncing around in box. Kind of, I believe, my, not my words, but you said a weak goal. It was kind of I like said? a... No, Jay. I was looking uh, at Jay. That's my bad. Don't put words in my mouth. That's my bad. <laughs> Uh, then in the 42nd minute, they hit the post. There were a couple ridiculous saves by the Japanese keeper. Uh, we had another handball in the box. Sweden converted the penalty in the 51st. That made it 2-0. At this point, the game seemed over. People were like, people were saying, many people said that it was over. Uh, but then Japan came alive. Uh, and then the crossbar kind of got in the way. Uh, they started to retain possession. They won a penalty in the 75th minute. And then Rico Wakey uh, hit the top of the crossbar and it bounced out. There was an even luckier, crazier save in the 85th minute. Japan hits a free kick that hits the crossbar, then the goalie, then the post, and then it rolls along the goal line and out. Uh, the goal decision system says it's on the line but doesn't cross. That was pretty wild. That Those were same insane 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And they, they they were pinging them against the post. Mm. It's really sad. Uh, Japan ends up scoring a minute later in the 86th, but Sweden wins 2-1. Um, what are your thoughts from this, Midge? Do you... It's a question that comes up a lot in sports where it's like, do you... And this is for fans mostly, and I know you're not a fan, you're an athlete, but it, do you want the team that knocks you out to win the whole thing? In which case you then say, like, well, we lost to the team who ultimately won the World Cup. Or do you want them to lose right away? So you're like, ha ha, their joy didn't last very long. Oh, Screw them. I, as we said, the podcast of retaliation, mm -hmm. I want them to get obliterated as soon as possible. Yeah. As harshly as can be. Mm. So, yeah. so this was disappointing for both of us then. Of course. Yeah. I also think for whatever reason, for their class, for their style of play, everyone was sad to see Japan go. Yeah. No one, no one was like, yes, Japan's out. They were just so dominant in the in the early stages of this tournament. It seemed like it wasn't going to be this close. They were, yeah, they were fun to watch. All the brightest minds in soccer were talking about Japan winning World Cup. I know. I was just talking about myself, and it was a joke. Um, okay, semifinals. We we know you probably know more, but we know as of right now, Sweden versus Spain. Uh, do you have any thoughts on who takes it, Midge? I say Spain, and I would say that we've been jinxing it, but I couldn't care less. I don't so. know that we. I don't. I wouldn't even say we. I wouldn't put any of it on you. Okay. I think it's been me. Oh. So I'm not going to say a damn word about what I think is going to happen here. Well, tell me. Katie thinks Spain. All right, Midge. I feel incredibly betrayed. Uh, that's Tuesday at 4 a.m. Eastern. I know you don't have plans, so we'll see you then. Uh, tonight... For us, it's going to be England, Colombia, and Australia, France. For you, that has already happened. So uh, please allow us to say, whoa, crazy games, huh? Those sure were something. Wild. Whoa, couldn't believe the winner won whoa. and the loser lost. Yeah. I'm blown away. Didn't, didn't see that coming. The implications of these matches will be echoing throughout women's football for the rest of time. 
I don't know. No matter what happens from here on out, we do now know we will have a first time World Cup champion, which as far as like consolation prizes go for U.S. women's soccer fans, that's a pretty cool one. That's a cool thing. We're going to get a new champ who's never won before. That is a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing for the women's game. Evolution. Uh, speaking of World Cup champions, let's talk to Brandy Chastain, shall we? Brandy. It's now time for Keeping Us Connected, presented by AT&T 5G. You guys know this already, but I'll tell you again, connecting changes everything. Hi, Brandy. Hello, hello. Thank you for being here. Such an honor to meet you and be in your presence. I feel very oh. nervous. So Midge going to take this first question. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Brandy, we wore crop tops in your honor. So we oh, felt we needed to expose a little midriff. <laughs> I, I like that, legend. but that's not happening over here. Just so you know. <laughs> Which is fine. You've done it. You've done it. It's been done. We I, respect... just started, I just started going back to the gym. So maybe one day. <laughs> no, we respect the Bay FC fitted and the hoodie. Love yeah. it. Great. Thank you. Um, so how has this week been for you? Obviously, we're all in various states of emotions. What's what are your feelings after digesting the U.S. exit? Well, I think before I get to the U.S. exit, I think I'll get to the the emotion overall arching emotion that I've been having, which is this World Cup has been amazing because it's unpredictable. And we have 32 teams for the first time. We've got three African countries that made it to the knockout rounds. We we have, you know, teams scoring their first goals, making having a first win. I mean, so many great things that we, when I think about 1999 or even way back to 1991 and what that first World Cup did for what's happening now and, and the idea that we were always thinking about what the future would be like. And even though we know, I know we're not in the, the space we want to be in with pay equity, but um, I have to tell you that getting my first World Cup championship check for 500 bucks, it looks pretty good where we are right now. So yeah. sounds like I'm happy. I'm, I'm very happy. I'm thrilled. I'm the only thing I'm not happy about. Um, minus the U.S. situation, is that I literally feel like I'm in college. I'm staying up. I'm doing all-nighters to, to watch these damn games because I cannot put them on record. I cannot do it. I respect so, that. I, I respect exhausted. the hell out of that because <laughs> DVRing sports is weird. It's not. It's no. like you know what already happened, so you feel like your rooting interests don't matter at all, yeah. which I know they don't. But yeah. It's generational. <laughs> they do. In the, yeah, sure, it's general. <laughs> what a disgusting <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> Wait, wait, Brandy, can we go back for a second? You said five hundred dollars. Yeah. For that, that legendary was, That was not that was not um you didn't hear that accidentally. That's the truth. <laughs> before taxes. Oh yeah, before. Oh my god. Oh yeah. my god. So you kept like two fifty? I don't know, but I thought I had I thought I was rich. <laughs> <laughs> so you when so I got you that. took you took the fam out to dinner and then that was that was that. I mean, it could have been an all-you-can-eat situation. It was probably pretty, pretty low budget. Um, yeah, Randy. Yeah, I, honestly, Midge, when when I think about it, and you know, none of us, none of us started playing soccer because we thought we were going to be paid. We started playing soccer, and we stuck with soccer because it made us feel good. We found our friends. We found a place where we could express ourselves. Where 
you know, we could get dirty and we could compete like crazy and, you know, have a great time. And so, you know, getting on the national team was just like an amazing byproduct of all the fun that I had when I was a kid and all the sacrifices that my parents made, you know, with their time and the little resources my family had, um, you know, to be a part of the great game. Can I ask you, Brandy, because it, it pisses me off to hear people say that the women are overpaid. That's kind of been this awful online yeah. narrative from people who don't watch uh, women's sports or women's soccer. Uh, how does that make you feel when you hear that? Uh, honestly, I try not to get upset. I, I, what I do is I, I, I think it comes from a place of just lack of understanding and a lack of awareness. And so I, I try not to um, get totally pissed off. You know, I, I, I'm more in the space of how can I educate this person about, you know, what's it like to be in this space and to be someone like myself and why it's important and, you know, how they need to step outside of their own very comfortable position and look at the big picture. That's it's clarity. Maturity. <laughs> classy of you, Randy. I, I do not have that trait. Uh, we saw shots of the, the 99ers in the stands during that Portugal game looking, I would say, solemn. Um, mm. We know famously there's that group chat you guys are in. What was that like after that match? That was a the, during that and after that was like, if my eyes could really bug out, it was like, what the hell is happening? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we're we're red, white, and blue to our core. We love the women's national team. You know, we, you know, I, I think if any of if any of us could have helped the outcome, we would have contributed in a minute. You know, we we would do anything um, to help our team be successful. Uh, but it was, you know, I think it was a lot of sadness and. You know, we we're trying to be hopeful on the ch on the chain as the game was going on and, and, you know, trying to be encouraging. And but it was like I think it was a big surprise, to be honest with you. There are a lot of emojis in that group chat or more gifts or pictures. What would you say the, the medium through which you're conversing is? Let me see. Let me let me I'm going to pull this thing up right now. Yeah, it was a lot of like pictures of the soccer ball. Is it really over the line in the other game? You know, there's sad ones. There's like big crying anime faces and yeah, <laughs> sad green face, you know, <laughs> you know, of course, I mean, we, we understand, you know, we, none of us have had perfect records, you know, we've all lost some games and I mean, I, I would t say in our 2000 Olympic team, we lost in the gold medal uh, game to Norway in overtime, those games come down to like one minor mistake and that's it. And that's what happened. Coming from a legend, I feel like that should just give everyone so much perspective on mm -hmm. how hard it is to win these tournaments, how hard yeah. it is to put out good performances. Brandy Chastain from the horse's mouth. All right. I have another question for you. <laughs> There's been a ton of narrative about the rest of the world catching up. We've heard this over and over again. It also feels like we say that every single World Cup, every four <laughs> years, the, the world is catching up. 
is it real this time? Are we actually going to, is, has the world caught up? Is everyone on to this secret of women's soccer being incredible? Is there going to be just investment globally um, forever now? Or is it just one of those periodic interval type things again? Yeah, so I, I love this conversation because I'm going to fight the world is caught up. I'm going to say the world has always been there. They just haven't been given an opportunity. And so if we look at a lot of these teams who have never been to a World Cup before and look at these players that are playing on these teams and where they're playing around the world, right? There's sprinkling of these players everywhere. And they're good. I mean, they're beyond good, you know? And so it shouldn't surprise us that football is everywhere. It's a global sport. It's the game of the world. And it speaks everybody's language. And so I think we we are misusing that, that, that saying or that phrase. They haven't caught up. They've always been here. But what has changed is the uh, investment, as you said, in women's soccer, the, the pressure that most federations are now feeling to invest in their women's teams, and even the pressure FIFA's feeling, you know? And I think that's really what's driving this. It's, and now that we have it, now we get to see these women who have probably been playing in the local parks or on the street, you know, with their brothers and never been given a chance to wear a national team jersey, and now they do. It sounds like you're saying it's it's never been a pro- a problem of product, but rather a problem of exposure. Would that be? Yep, I would say that's. Correct. I respect that, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so at the time of recording this, we have not gotten official word yet, but signs do seem to point to Vlatko being out. Uh, what does the U.S. need from its next management team as we move forward? And if you feel like it, who would you like to see in that position? Well, I'll, I will seriously and yet um, knowingly say, I know I'm not ready, but I would love to lead this national team sometime in the future. Uh, I've, I've been asking to participate with our youth national teams for a while and have not got any traction. Um, I'm an A-licensed a coach. I've been a volunteer at Santa Clara University probably for about 25 years. I coach youth soccer. You know, I've been on the national team for 192 caps. I feel I feel we have to have someone who is a risk taker and also can hold their ground in kind of this respectful way with the players. It's not we're not on even playing fields here. We have a we have a coach leader and we have our team who has the representatives and the captains who will communicate with this coach about what the climate is and give the barometer of what the team is and what they need and how they're feeling. But, you know, we, this is, this is about respect and this is about the game and this is about putting together a good game plan and putting players in positions to be successful. And that might not be the position you want to play, but it's the position that the team might need or, like Tony DeChico, I was a forward, and when I came back to the national team after three and a half years away, he said, I want you on the team, but not not as a forward, as a left back. And, you know, I, I certainly had to take a beat and think about what is it that he was he was offering me? 
And I think most of us will, will be in that moment, we'll take pause and think, that's not the position I play. But for me, it was, I'd been away already from the national team and I knew what that felt like. And I wanted to be back in that mix. And I figured he wouldn't put me in a position that he didn't feel I could be successful in or I could, uh, I would be able to contribute. And so I took a chance. And I think that those are the kinds of things we need to do. We need to look at ourselves and be creative. We need to take risks. We have to value the ball. We have to really value the ball. And, um, you know, we build when the building is, is the right solution and we play direct when it's the right solution and we have combination play when it's the right solution. You know, there is not one way to play. And that's what I love about this game. So many wonderful opportunities to show, you know, individual flair, but then also structure and, um, you know, needing having a scaffold that that surrounds us so that we can kind of have that framework to keep us safe and to guide us. That's the kind of person I would like to see in this position. So knowing the Olympics are next summer, what's your advice for the team that will take the field in Paris? Oh, that's a that's a good, hard question, Midge. Um, well, I think this is going to be, a, th this roster will be a change. So I think for everybody, it's going to be, you know, bring your best self, bring yourself that is going to be we first, uh, bring your vulnerability and your fire and play the game that you started playing as a kid because you loved it and that you found joy. Tony always used to write at the bottom of the page because we didn't have electronic gadgets to, you know, <laughs> share things with. Uh, he would write, have fun, you know, have fun. This is the national team. This was like the best team in the world, but we still need to have fun. And, you know, in training, in training, we will find the ways to have fun. You know, sometimes having fun means suffering, not having the ball. Sometimes having fun means keeping the ball and nutmegging people and one-two combinations and overlapping and crossing and finishing. And that's fun. And sometimes it's just grinding it out and like being so dirty and so exhausted that you could barely hold your head up, but you're like, I did that. You know, it fun looks like a lot of different ways, but we have to be willing to go through all of those things together. I think that to me is the underlying current that we need more of. We need together. We need connection. We need family. Well, I have to say that's a, it's a pretty decent locker room speech. It's Cope. a good pitch. <laughs> it's not a bad pitch, Brandy. Yeah, yeah, it's compelling. <laughs> it's working on some of us. Uh, okay, last question. This is a really hard one, but I want your honest answer here. What is your score prediction for Bay FC versus Gotham? Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to ask me. Um, <laughs> Come well, on, Brandy. You got to well, count me in for well, something. Wait a minute. Hold on. I need to set the scene a little bit more. I need to know a little bit more information if I can ask a couple questions. Like, is it, the first game of, is it the first game of the season? Oh, no. We tend to beat LA first game of the season. Okay. Oh, I like that. Oh, I, did, okay. I like that. <laughs> not an accident. Okay. So this could be like maybe we're we're a couple games in, so we got our feet wet Early. a little bit. Um, yeah, and we're at your place. How about that? Oh, uh, and you're at our place. We're definitely winning the game. Oh, two Shout zero. Out? Yeah. Did you, what did you say? 
Two zero. I thought you said two, two zero. Brandy, you got to <laughs> I mean, give me one. Two one. I mean, Come on. Yes. I mean, listen, our our primary responsibility is to keep the ball out of the net. If we don't give up any goals, we don't lose the game. So that's priority number one. Um, then when we're doing that and you're pressing, you're going to open up and we're going to find all the, the, the <laughs> gaps and the seams. And then that's two zero. I mean, that's what it is. Ah, you know, I have to say, Lynn and I, we, we get back on defense. I don't know if we're going to open up too much. <laughs> we're ah. forward to defend. <laughs> but, but, we'll now, but now I'm in your head. So now I have the ball and now, <laughs> now I'm, now I'm pulling you in. Brady, I pray to God I get to score in that stadium because I will look for you immediately. Oh, I love this so much. <laughs> well, you know what I hope? I, I honestly hope that you give us the best game because honestly, this is another thing I really think that our national teams have valued, which is getting the best game of every single team, right? It's like you don't want anybody to be missing a player or, you know, you want the best. You always want the best from your opponent so you know how good you are. And so I love that. I, I want you to bring it all. Bring it all, and we're going to do our best to, to to have to take you down. But that's what we're here for, right? It will be brought. It will be brought. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I love that's good. I know I'll trash, be tuning in It's now. not trash talking. Like, I want you to be your best. I want our team to be our best. I want our fans to watch this game and say, Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Oh, she said 2 nothing. Yeah. That's all. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, but she no, said but we're, two we're speaking the same language. Like even even my <laughs> yeah. my comment about LA when we play at LA has beaten Gotham at home. They actually they kicked our butt at home. It was mm. horrible. <laughs> and like the the game when we play them, it is such a good game. It's a crazy yeah. game. It's nuts. Yeah. And they're so good, and we're good. So like it's it's literally all out of love, mm -hmm. but like yeah. also hate. Mm -hmm. You know, incredible, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. That is Brandy effing. Chastain. <laughs> oh, oh my God. <laughs> Thank Look you for you. coming, Brandy. We appreciate you. You're the greatest. And uh see you, see you soon, coach. You're gonna oh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm going over to Australia, so maybe you'll see me on us on the, the TV just cheering for great, great football. Amazing. We'll be looking out for you. Thank you for coming by. Thanks, Brandy. Got it. Thanks again to Brandy, and thanks again to ATT 5G for keeping us connected. Okay, before we go, we want to touch on one last thing. Our shoes. I was going to say coaching, but we can talk about our shoes. I just These I, are the you... cleanest shoes. Midge comes in every uh, show with a fresh pair of kicks. And I'm a sneaker person, but I'm not a clean sneaker person. I'm a, I wear these all the time, so they're dirty. Um, but these are the cleanest shoes they're I have. They're pretty clean. I came in today. Up. Let the people see. I came in today and I was like, Midge, check it out. My look, sneakers look are white. Look at what we're doing today. Yeah. This is a good, we coordinated. A good day. And we did pink. Yeah, we said we were going to wear pink. We were going to do it on a Wednesday. And then I think we ended up not having a Wednesday that we were going to record. So we just did it on a Friday. It was a Mean Girls reference originally. But yeah. now it's more of a Barbie moment. That's right. Like, you know the Barbie song. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. From the movie? Yeah. I told you I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, but it's been like pretty popular. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Do you know that? Do you want to sing it for us? Did well, you only bring that up to embarrass me? Or no, you... no. I just thought, like, because I was thinking about that, you know, it's like they say the girls' names. And so I kept saying it with our names in it. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, and I used Christy because obviously she should have been Soccer Barbie. I of still course. think it was a missed, missed opportunity. branding opportunity, but it's like Katie, Christy, Midgie. All of the Barbies are pretty. All of the Barbies are bad. It girls. And we ain't playing tag. Oh, that Barbie song. Yeah. I thought you meant there was like a song that was like, Barbie, Barbie.
Barbie. No, that would be the um, I'm a Barbie girl. And okay, I was. I remember when that first happened. I was there for that. Anywho, I thought you did great today with the sneak. Thank you so much. Uh, every time I come to this job, it's just like, what can I wear that Midge will be, at best, not embarrassed by? Stop it. Um, and I think I'm crushing it. I think you're killing it. The real last thing we're going to talk about is coaching. Um, after Spain won, something happened. It was quite funny. <laughs> uh, nobody would hug Jorge Vilda. Uh, so all the Spanish players were seen celebrating. None with their coach. There was a perfect camera angle just of behind him with all the women. And then you see him kind of like, yay. And they're just not uh, addressing him. Obviously, Spain had noted problems with Vilda. And we've talked about it. Many of the players opted out of playing due to Vilda. It's a saga that's been ongoing for more than a year. Uh, the New York Times said uh, he was, quote, said to have fostered an oppressive workplace environment, one in which the player's every move was monitored by his staff. There's a lot going on here, a very condensed version, very condensed version. So I'll encourage you to go read about it. It's an interesting story. We just don't have time to get to all of it. Uh, the players demanded that he quit. The Spanish Federation refused to fire him. They backed him. A few players came back. Well, a bunch of the players didn't want to come in. Then a few of them came back on closed door concessions. And then uh, they have all agreed to play and deal with it after the tournament. Clearly, there are still tensions. Uh, Midge, what was your takeaway from that moment? When I saw the video, I started cracking up because it reminded me of two things. That guy in college, you know that guy who's always like, where's my hug? Oh, like, my God. <laughs> like, oh, that just did something to me. <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard that he line like, in so long. Yeah, the where's my hug out guy. And I was just oh. like, oh, gosh. And I feel like he was kind of looking for someone. And I just immediately thought of that man from college. Mm. I was just like, I don't know. It's not here. <laughs> Go somewhere else <laughs> and find it. And then I thought about... When you go to the club, not that I frequent the club. I, from what I hear, Midge is always in, okay. in the club. In the club. Well, I don't know the age demographic of our all of our listeners, <laughs> but it's it reminded me of the scenes from the club when you're just like with your girls and you're having a good time and you're celebrating. And then there's this one guy. <laughs> just Always one guy. One guy in the mix, like trying to like get back, <laughs> trying to dance. And he tries it. everyone. And you're like, if I said no, she's going to say no, too. We're not. Don't try your chances. Get out. Move. Who are you here with? M move. We're here for this. And that's what it made me. And it just, it made me laugh because it was on a soccer field and it was with players. So yeah. it just, it cracked me up. But that's, that's what I thought. So I thought it was hysterical. Me too. Obviously, it's a serious thing going on behind the scenes. We don't know how it's going to work out. We'll all be paying <laughs> attention to it. But just in this moment, it was a nice little meme of like, yeah, let that guy go dance with himself. Uh, and we're going to be over here in a circle <laughs> around our pocketbook and shoes. Um, okay, before we go, I really do have one last question for Midge, and that question is how? I'm I'm not excited for the surprise. Oh, okay. This is this is from our last game on Wednesday. Uh, I got into the box and crossed the ball to Mana, who had a great finish on the back post. Shout out Mana. Shout out Mana. Congrats, girly. How did you see that pass, Midge? Um Recently, with my coaches, this is good. This is good coaching. We, we bring a pawn every day. Yeah. <laughs> so here's a good pawn moment. Meej. Yeah. I've been looking more for spaces instead of players. And most people are always taught to look up for players. You like find a player, but it's more of been put it in the right space. And if they're not there, I'll handle it. That's like Juan's energy. <laughs> He's like, I'll handle it. Um. 
so yeah, just good coaching. <laughs> good job. Thank you. And thank okay. you for giving me the chance to tell everyone I know that I know her. <laughs> I'm like, see this? This is my friend. This is my friend. Thank you. Yes, we are friends. Yeah. Nice. Oh, good. It's confirmation. I actually was hoping you would say that. Because that would have been terrible if you were like, would you call us friends? I would. I probably would have not come back for our last episode. <laughs> but good. Now I can. Um, That feels like that. Right? Yeah. We'll cool. be back Thursday morning after both semifinal matches. Until then, I'm Mitch Purse. And I'm still Katie Nolan. And this was the 91st, presented by Adobe. Make sure to follow Jess Women's Sports on all your favorite channels for more great World Cup content and some exclusive The 91st content. Say bye, friend. Bye, friends. Oh, is that like Mr. Rogers? Sure. <laughs>